0: Welcome to the second episode of the Platform E podcast. In this episode, we'll talk to Hugo Martins, CEO of Salsa, about how the brand is creating personalized jeans with a personal touch, combining tradition and cutting edge textile technology. Salsa was founded in 1994 in a small town in northern Portugal, right in the heart of the local textile industry. And it has a mission to produce the best personalized fitting jeans in the world.
1: Uh, so welcome to episode two. Of the e podcast and um, with hugo martin ceo of salsa um thank you for for hosting You're us welcome. letting us spend some time um in this beautiful showroom and an impressive facility we have we've uh, had a tour by one of your colleagues and uh, a lot going on a lot of people moving around and again uh thanks so before uh, I, I start getting down uh, to the nitty-gritty and asking you a lot of questions and finding out more about the facility and the brand itself, um, could you? and Obviously, I know a lot of people. Ninety-nine percent of our viewers will obviously know who you are, who the brand are. But could you give us an introduction to yourself yeah, and, and the brand?
0: Yeah, on a quick note, and um, and thank thank you for inviting us as, as well. So, I'm born and raised in uh, Porto. So I actually started working in the in the digital realm, but a few years ago in what was a very different uh, digital world at the time in a, in a large uh telco and media operator I did a lot of strategy and ops there um, did my mba in sead tried some strategic consulting some private equity in the end just to come up to sonai so i joined sonai in 2011. sonai is the largest uh, portuguese employer is a seven billion euro uh, in revenue company um that operates mostly around retail and i joined the company at that time to uh, to actually help restructure and grow the non-food retail side of the business did a lot of strategy there business development m&a and and is within that m and that i happen to get to know salsa and that my relationship with salsa uh begins so we so i actually acquired salsa in 2016 in a, in an endeavor to to increase its uh, fashion brand's um portfolio I then joined Salsa back in uh, 2019 at a full time to spearhead its uh, digital transformation, acted as its uh, chief digital officer. And since uh, the beginning of the year, with the departure of our previous uh, CEO, I've been leading the, the company in its uh, ambitious uh, transformation and, uh, and growth plan. So
1: Nice. So in terms of um, strategy that you guys are obviously trying to implement to become, um, obviously bigger than you are, you're obviously uh, a, a large brand, but in terms of trying to fulfill sort of what is the mi- the mission to be uh, a number one denim supplier or just just fashion brand in general, what's the what's the strategy going forward for you, and the and the brand itself? So
0: that's, I th- I would say that nowadays it's increasingly clear. So Salsa, we say we are proud with, so uh, a brand that was born in Portugal and is proud of it, denim um, denimwear brand that crafts the best fitting jeans, uh, in the, in the world, and. How did we get to that statement? It, it also goes back to when back in 2019, 2020, we were thinking of it on how to make, to take what these brands had uh, best and make it more distinctive. And in that sense, that meant really going back to our roots and our roots have always been uh, to create really good, high quality, best fitting denim. So we've been around for 30 years now. We operate in north of Portugal. So our approach, to create denim is very unique in the sense that we are obsessed with the way we create each fit, each model, almost, almost each size. So we do all of our product development internally. So whenever we come up with a, with an idea for a new model or a new fit, we are capable of, of doing, if, I don't know, 50 prototypes until we get the correct, the correct fit of what we really want to. To take to the to the client and then we'll take it to a whole development process where we think about the finishes the washing the, the sewing and all that the most important thing and we try to summarize um, that goal in a simple expression, is what we call the fit and feel so it's really important that when a client and especially because we are a men and women jeanswear brand but we are predominantly a feminine uh, brand, it is important that the fit is good, that, the, client, that the, the jeans fit the client well, but most of our competitors, they try to do that. Most importantly for us is that they feel good. So when you put our fits, when you use our fits, and our fits are very distinctive from the competition, especially because they work in the women uh, jeans wear space, it is important that women feel in a good way and feel in a different way with each pair of jeans that we create for them.
1: So, in in terms of obviously creating these products for for the clients and for the clients to enjoy them as as um, we know a lot of feedback, a lot of people within platform A e or a lot of staff members within platform e uh, purchase your goods, wear your goods on a regular basis. What's um, in in terms of producing these? Is it is it a longer drawn out process? Are, are you implementing certain technologies um, to to achieve certain things within materials or within mm-hmm. the court, within the feel of the materials? What's um, what, what pain points and how do we get around these pain points to, to giving the client what they want?
0: So, the, I think that the thing for us is always to get the right balance between the traditional way of doing things and the best technology out there. So, if you think about uh, the life of a pair of jeans during the, the production process, it starts in the most traditional way. So, it starts with a hand drawing. So, it's a paper drawing that we do back there with our team that has been working on that, some of them since the beginning of the, of the company. Then you need to execute that pair. So the first samples, they will be made in house. So we need to make sure that it fits and it feels good to do the production. We have a small network of partners that have been with us for decades now who run that. And then you go to what I would say it's a bit a special sauce in, in terms of the denim industry, which is the process where you go through the laundry. Okay. There it's really where technology and tradition mix in the best possible way, because in in the one hand we are using the most advanced laser technologies, ozone washing, uh, the sorts, but in the end, most of these jeans, they will go to our finishing line where our uh, technicians will finish each pair of jeans by hand manually. So each pair is really unique. So I would say that even for the future and as growing up, the key, Challenge is how do you sustain that balance between tradition and technologies usage?
1: Is there, um, is there let's say, uh, a real sort of solid foundation or a, a solid idea or strategy to stay within Portugal, to keep producing in Portugal, to stick with these partners? Um, and obviously, look, working with Platformy being a Portuguese. Um, company, obviously uh, the partnership that we do with personalization. are you looking to grow other, other partnerships within Portugal? You're always
0: um, looking to stay local to, to sure. build the For sure, and for sure. And I, and I think that recent, so if that was an idea a couple of years ago, I think that now it, it must be a, a certainty. If you put together both the upsides of doing this within a region, where the the, the knowledge and 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 the, the the accumulated expertise we're talking about centuries of, of accumulated expertise around textile production and finishing and craftsmanship, uh, and also the proximity to other complementary uh, sources uh, of of industry, with the, ch- the shocks that doing and favoring long distance chains and and uh, spreaded out production. Um, models have shown in the past couple of years the certainty that we need to grow our capacity to 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 build and to to produce in portugal needs to needs to be built up in that sense we have uh in the works to to launch uh still this year a full program to to increase our industrial capacity so we will fully revise um our laundry facilities and the thing is we are trying to take the. The way we work with these partnerships, like with Platform Me and with other local uh, producers, with which we've been working for for decades now, to take it to the next next level, to actually try to be as integrated with them as possible. Not in, I would say, not in an exclusive way, because we favor this proximity, but also the sharing of knowledge with, with other brands, we don't need to fully incorporate these partners with our brands. It's the same way we work with our laundry, with our industry, we also work for other brands because fashion has always to gain from this. So if we all move in the same direction, we will all be better and better in the end.
1: The, touching on the the raw materials, um, The are, are you guys sourcing in a different way now compared to obviously when when you first started out? Um, is there a, a heavy sort of aim or lean towards sustainability mm-hmm. in terms of uh, the raw materials themselves that you're using. How, how, how are you sourcing the, these materials? I, Is it, are you looking at recycled materials? Yeah. Is it? I,
0: I would say I, I'll, I'll split the answer into two parts when talking about what we call non denim and denim, which have two different challenges. I would say the key words there it's not so much sustainability, I would say responsibility and circularity, which are the two, two th- thoughts or, or, or two demands that we are. Uh, most focused on right now. So in terms of the responsibility, our goal is to really increase the usage of low impact certified natural uh, fibers. But the really important thing, and this is something where we have made uh, significant progresses in the, in, the last, in the last year, which we have not fully communicated that we will in due time, is really to understand the potential of each piece that you make in the sense that you have to actually design it in a certain way if you want to maximize the time that it will last, but also the alternative usage you can give it to it after a certain uh, usage time as its main um, attribute, as a a piece of clothing. So to embed that thinking into the way we create those pieces, into our operations, into the services that we offer to our clients, uh, it's something that we are really uh, pushing forward. In terms of denim, I would say that the, the challenge is that and a bit more. So at least the way we see it, we look at denim as a, as a, as a very special fabric. Uh, it's, I think it's common to many, to many denim brands. you, do, you really become in love with that, with that fabric. and that fabric can be so much more. So we've been trying to increase the benefits that a pair of jeans through the denim that we use can deliver the client. So in that sense, we may have water repellent uh, denim or extra resistant denim or denim that makes you warm or denim that makes you cool. In that sense, if you increase the benefit that you give the client and you increase the number of the opportunities, the times he's going to wear it, uh, if we lose the times that he needs to wash it, you are allowing the customer to also be very much more responsible to reduce his, his own f- uh, footprint, but in a very positive way. So not constraining him at all, actually adding benefits to the piece.
1: What do you, what do you think the, uh, very broad question, what do you think the client's looking for mostly now? Or at, uh, let's say your, your average um, salsa brand advocate is, is saying, what's the noise from the, the, the general consumer base? Would you say that at the moment, is it more, about sustainability, is it more around what you guys are doing with the fit, and making is, sure that each is perfect? For- I
0: I think there there are a number of layers that were, have been there for for a while now, and maybe with a recent twist that we are trying to to cater to. So, the concern about the way brands are increasingly more responsible, both in the way that they treat their people, the transparency of their supply chains, the way they draw their products, the the, the 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 footprint, and and the regarding plastics and waste, uh, wastes and, and carbon and all that. That has been there and that has been shared and is shared by denim brands and old-fashioned brands alike. I think that something that is more recent and that is very close to us and we we, and we like that evolution a lot is that people begin to see their clothing uh, increasingly as an investment. So they they start to understand that the best way to actually reduce the impact that they have with their with their apparel consumption is actually to buy better, slightly less, longer lasting clothing. So as long as we, in terms of the way we make our products, the, the, the materials we use, um, the added benefits that we give them, the ability to personalize them in a way to increase their emotional relation with those items and the benefit that they get from them, we will be making if you want giving them a better deal between uh, Brasburg not in a promotional way but in the sense that we are giving them in fact a piece that they can love and wear for for, for a few ma- many more years so I, I would say that that's probably what what is changing the most right now
1: is it is is this um, would you say that this is sort of a um, a financial impact or a financial cost obviously due to as to, well for, for the business an acceptable one to, to make mm. better goods to do the to do the research to do um, to find a better way of operating to provide these goods are you, are I, you I,
0: I really don't think if you think long term very long term I don't think you have that many other options you can focus yeah. short term if you want and maybe next year will be okay but maybe. it's the way the
1: industry is going and the raw materials yeah. are going anyway so but if right.
0: you feel because you feel now i think that the, directionally the, the industry is changing not everybody is going to make it i think that if at your core you really believe on it and the type of products you make are fit for it if now if not it's it's not going to work you have a fair chance of being there it's all about really committing to it it's, it's about the way that you, your guys, or, or, or our guys, when they work and they create a new pair of jeans or a new piece, they have that intrinsically. They, they are thinking about that when when they make it. If we all think like that, it will be okay.
1: Okay, superb. The uh, two two final questions. I don't want to take up too much of your time today. <laughs> yeah. um, the we, we have a couple of questions normally at the end of the conversation. Um, where firstly, we, the the first question is if. Is there someone else, obviously, uh, away from Salsa? Maybe it's someone that you collaborate with, maybe it's a designer, maybe it's another brand that are doing something really impressive that you've seen recently and you think, wow, um, I like what they're doing. Is there something Mm -hmm. of note that that you've
0: noticed? I I would say we, we track that a lot. I think the sector has become fantastically open. To collaboration in the last three, four, four years, it was uh, it was not very common in, in the past, and that is, has created amazing uh, partnerships and amazing new products. Where I see probably, and I am most um, impressed by the constant creativity. I would say it happens at two extremes. I would say the luxury houses. I think the way that the luxury houses have transformed and rebuilt themselves in the last ten years is it's amazing. So the way that they've lowered their guards and that open themselves to experimentation at all levels is is really fascinating and uh, motivating for us to try new things. And then on the other end, in the new brands that come up every day. So in the way that a lot of creators and uh, sometimes people, not even with the technical specific technical training from the fashion industry, but they have a very clear creative idea and they create concepts that are really interesting uh brands that you see as as they as they grow and, and the potential that, that they have. So I would say that at those two two extremes we are we are more uh fascinated by by them. I would say in terms of responsibility, um it's a bit slightly a bit different. So I think that everybody's making a, a clear effort for for that. I would say that then we are mostly impressed by either brands that have been here for a while, but they have that responsible thinking at their core as their purpose. I would say that the usual suspect would be something like Patagonia or something like that. But then also again from the new brands. So a lot of new brands that are created and they really do not think it is possible to act any other way. We are really inspired by what the what these smaller guys are, are doing.
1: There There are a lot probably too many to list of the, the yes. start uh, <laughs> at the moment so the the, the second and final question um, the, there is I, w- I wouldn't say a huge percentage but a small percentage of our viewer base or um, following of, of platforming are, are students mm-hmm. um, and obviously guys in education doing courses looking to get into fashion whether it be design or um, other areas of the, the business what again another another very broad question but what sort of advice would you give to aspiring let's say CEOs of, um, <laughs> of brands or um, let's say something that you've noticed throughout your route to to where you are now um, that maybe you would have done differently or maybe
0: uh, yeah you know if I've, I've just to be perfectly clear, I never expected to finish my uh, holding this this role in the fashion industry so As I said, I started in telco and media, which seemed like a very fitting uh, starting (laughs) point for me. Very structured. It was going to to work. In a way, I think that fashion is one of the most um, passion-oriented industries. You either love it or or it's completely different for you. If you love it, regardless of your background, of your training, you will make your way. So if you commit, if you find a company, a brand that you love and uh, a team that works well with you, that supports you, you will make your way in the industry. I think that's something that's very beautiful about the industry. And if I think about the people that are working at our open space just uh, behind uh, that door, and we have people from, from all sorts, from all countries, from all academical backgrounds that have been working in all sorts of different companies before, what they do share is really a passion for the for the industry, and then a passion for salsa. So it is an industry where you really need to love the brand you work for. If you are capable of that, I think that anything is possible.
1: Nice. Well, um, again, Hugo, thanks for your time. Thanks for the the beautiful surroundings <laughs> and the invite um, to salsa. It's been nothing but a pleasure uh, to talk to you. Thank, Thank you.
0: you. Thank you.